Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, we're Jim and Jim Life, fitness couple from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Welcome to our podcast where we will be discussing all things fitness, nutrition and mental health while having a fun lifestyle and achieving our fitness goals. Using our own experiences, we will talk about one of these topics each week and answer any of your questions along the way. Hope Hope you you guys guys enjoy. enjoy! Hi everybody, we're back! Hi guys! This is episode five. How are we on episode five of our podcast already? <laughs> I know, I know. Last time I knew we weren't even podcasting. I know, we were so scared to even start, but here we are, episode five. So this week we told you guys we were going to talk about our approach to nutrition, fitness nutrition, and what the method we use for staying lean, which is intermittent fasting, which is kind of a fad diet people think um they want to understand what intermittent fasting is but it's really not complex at all um and how we use it is really straightforward and helps us with our fat loss goals yeah so that's initially obviously how we got lean and how we got started but um we'll obviously talk in detail about that but also make the important point that that's not the only way and that's only a method to get to the calorie deficit not the only way so a lot of the time we will get messages into our Instagram account. How do you stay lean? How do you lose body fat? What's the right diet? Should I cut carbs? Should I go with the keto diet? What's intermittent fasting? What's the right way? And it still baffles me <laughs> that people who I view as fitness people or have some education about fitness still really are confused by this. Never mind just normal people who aren't into fitness that much at all, that it's really still quite a topic that people don't completely understand. And I get it because I didn't understand it whatsoever and neither did Grant before we started into really trying to get fit and lean. So that's what the purpose of this episode is, to try and simplify it as much as possible so anytime anyone asks questions about what's the right way to go to get lean, I'm going to point you to this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no one method. The one word that I hate is diet. I hate the word diet. I've never been on a diet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never been on a diet. I just made myself more aware of the foods I was eating and that calorie target. And it doesn't have to be that confusing, even though it seems very kind of daunting and confusing when you... That's the- you're trying so hard but you're not losing weight yeah but hopefully we can we can help take away all that confusion so that's for everyone out there who's maybe not even into fitness 
doesn't even like the gym, doesn't want to go to the gym, doesn't want to work out, but you want to lose body fat, you can do that through nutrition alone. Or maybe you're someone out there who's killing it at the gym every day like we were for two or three years and we were not seeing very much change at all because we were not paying any attention to our nutrition. So you need to focus your attention to your nutrition, your calories that you intake and learn how to do that each day over then the week, over the month. And once you do this for even a month, two months, you become a lot better at it and you won't have to then do it for life. So focus on that first and we're going to kind of take you through how we approached it. And just a disclaimer, we are not professional nutritionists. Mm. (laughs) We're not coaches. We're not PTs. This is just the scientific way of losing body fat is through something called a calorie deficit you will hear me speak to death about this, but a lot of people out there still do not know what a calorie deficit is. So a calorie deficit is the calories that you take in every day through food, calories in, has to be less than the calories you give out every day. So calories that you burn, whether it's just the calories that you burn through sitting on your couch every day, all day, which is the amount your body needs and will burn even just sitting on the couch plus moving around so the calories that you burn are the calories out every day so what you need to intake needs to be slightly less than that and the difference between those two is a calorie deficit and that is it in simple terms your calories that you intake need to be less than the calories that you put out every day and that is say if grant was even saying last week about calories if he, his body could only survive on, what, 2,000? Yeah, just as a basic example, I was saying that um, my maintenance calories would be 2,000. Um, so that's what my body would burn in a day. And then if I ate 1,500 calories, that would be a 500-calorie deficit. Now, that's just a very basic example. You can go and calculate that yourself. You can get online calculators. Yeah, so like loads of people would message me and say, how do you even find out what your calorie deficit should be? What are your calorie maintenance amount? There's so many online that you can use. Just Google um, online calorie calculator. But James Smith, shout out to you. He always tells everyone to use his online free calculator so you can join his James Smith Academy and he has a free online calculator and he can calculate all your calorie deficit and your calorie maintenance for you. But there's so many else online. And when you do find it, it's just basic number that you should start with it's not the bible number that you have to stick to um it's a guideline just be aware of what you're inputting into the calorie um, calculator any of the good ones will ask you if you're active how many times a week what your activity levels are like and then based off that it will calculate your calories whether it's your maintenance or your deficit so without to complicate things too much find an online calculator try and get a good deficit calorie number for you start with that and then work from there it's not a set number you can play around with it then you you start tracking that you start stick to that number for a week two weeks three weeks see what happens track your progress track your weight track your measurements over those three weeks four weeks if you're seeing drastic weight drop on the scales maybe you need to increase your calories then a bit Or if you're not seeing much movement at all, maybe you need to decrease them a little bit further. But just track it. That's a guideline and it's based off your inputs of your activity. But maybe you were a bit more active that week. And if you were a bit more active, that meant your output was higher. 
therefore your calorie deficit was higher and that's why you've lost a bit more weight or maybe you were sticking to your calories but you really weren't active at all based off what you input so therefore your calorie deficit would have been smaller or maybe not even a deficit at all maybe there was nothing between what you were eating and your maintenance because you weren't moving much and therefore you won't have really lost any weight so just track it track your steps track your activity and that is it and over the three four weeks we already started to see changes as soon as we started yeah. to track our nutrition yeah look, you don't want to as you said you don't want to over confuse it but basically you get that maintenance target and you track your calories against that and if your calories are under you're going to lose weight that's it i love a good um excel spreadsheet so i was i went the wee bit over the top and like <laughs> tracked it every single day and had the you know the sum for the week and some for the month um but it was good because then i could look back and be like yeah i lost weight because i had that much and if you're not losing weight or if i wasn't losing weight then i would change my maintenance colors and a lot of people say to me neville i do want to get in shape but i really don't want to go down that tracking route and look, it isn't for everyone, but what I would say is if you were really adamant that you do want to lose weight, you want to lose body fat, you know, what's the harm in giving this a go? It's the last thing we tried and it's the last thing we picked up doing because it worked. <laughs> it works and people can be quite lazy when it comes to it and they don't want to try it because it sounds difficult tracking your food against the amount of calories. Once you're given your calorie amount, you just track it for a few weeks and you learn that's really not that complex and what you know what else have you got to lose if it's something you really want please do try it don't just give it you know say too lazy to do it it takes it takes two minutes just there like i've i've been gone and eaten you know whatever i did today and then for two minutes i just went and put it into my fitness pal um it didn't you know i wasn't obsessed with it all day i literally wasn't even going to track but i went and did it just to see what i was on took two minutes doesn't take that much and I think I said it in one of the previous podcasts, like if you're trying to, you wouldn't try to save money without, you know, tracking what you're spending. Mm-hmm. And you probably put a lot more effort into that. And when you're trying to save money, so if fat loss means that much to you, then track, track what you're eating. It's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. And recently, a few of our friends have asked us since we've come home, you know, to help them with their nutrition and their training. And I'll suggest, well, do you track your calories? Do you know what your deficit calories should be? And they'll look at me and say, no, 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 I don't want to do all that, you know. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. Too much effort. Too much effort. And it's just, honestly, I can't keep saying the same thing over and over. So I don't, you know, I'll only give the advice if it's asked a few times because whether someone kind of wants to do it, they're not actually going to do it. If you really want to lose body fat and want to lose some weight, this is the right way to do it. I I understand that though because I didn't, you know, when I first started, I didn't want to do it. It was like, oh, couldn't be bothered with all that. You know, I'm not that much into it and all but it's literally just your own you know <laughs> your progress is against yourself you try it out you do it as much as you want you're going to be eating the food anyway so what you know you eat it mm. you just track it in my fitness pal so once you find the calorie number you put it into my fitness pal you scan in the foods that you're eating on the back of the, the packet or if they don't have a packet like you write in and you find the closest you know a potato rice egg you'll find it try and get it as close to the back of the nutrition label as you can you're going to eat it anyway what this is going to do is actually show you hey wait i'm actually maybe way under eating and i can eat 500 calories more and have that we treat every day 
And by doing that, you'll not binge 10 times the weekend. Mm. Or it will show you, hey, wait, see that avocado and toast that I thought I was really healthy with today. I was actually like 500 calories and I thought it was a healthy breakfast. So... Well, the thing is, it'll only take about a a few weeks, maybe a month of tracking. And then you won't really need to do it that much. You'll eyeball things. You'll know kind of your set meals. You'll know what you're eating anyway. So you can kind of guess what calories they're in because you're used to tracking them. Yeah. Um, We did track a lot at the start. And that's how we did get into the swing of things and how we got used to eating at a calorie deficit and what we knew was good. But I hard I mean I did I jumped on my fitness pal there. The first time since we come home. I knew we were doing this podcast, but honestly that's the first time I've done it basically this year. And it's fine because you're eyeballing things. I know, I know if I step in the scales and I'm a wee bit heavier, it's like, yeah, well I did eat shit at the weekend like and then I'll just cut it down. Um but it's because I've gone through the phase of cutting and, you know, actually uh, focusing on it quite a lot. And knowing how to track and I think that it once you do it, I did it for about two years quite religiously. I don't really track that much at all anymore. This last week I've said, right, I want to feel good for the next few weeks coming up, so I'm going to start tracking again. Um, to just be more accountable of what I'm eating. I'm not going to stop eating my snacks, but I'm going to put those snacks into my fitness pal and just be aware. But no one wants to track for life, right? So don't get me wrong. People still message me and say, Neve, are you tracking in lockdown? How are you coping with having, you know, tracking and all the snacks and, you know, this being a hard time? This is a hard enough time for everyone. We don't need to put extra pressure on ourselves by doing something over the top that maybe we're not ready to do mentally or that's pushing us too far. So do what you can right now. Mm -hmm. But when you're starting, it's definitely the best thing to do is to start to track because then you will learn and then in time it will become second nature. So for us, calorie deficit work out your amount of calories and then start tracking that in my fitness pal or whatever other method you want to use to track it maybe you're just old school and you want to write it down on a piece of paper up to you i actually know <laughs> some people oh i heard some people <laughs> did do that <laughs> anyway so that is the solution to fat loss calorie deficit but there are many different methods to get there and that's what we want to talk about today as well the method that we use is intermittent fasting So the solution that everyone is trying to hide from you is calorie deficit. You hear all these other processes and methods to get there being keto, low carb, um, Atkins diet, you name it, intermittent fasting. People all think that these are the solutions. They are not the solution. The solution is calorie deficit. These are just methods to get you there. So intermittent fasting, when people see us, think, oh, you intermittent fast. I must do that and I'll look like you. No, we use intermittent fasting to help us to get our calories across the day into a calorie deficit. So there we go. There's the method getting us to the solution. So what is intermittent fasting, Grant? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. It's not not the be all and end all, but basically pushing our breakfast back later into the day. So from when we wake up to when you first eat, that was our fasting period. You know, that's the simple way of looking at it. Instead of waking up and eating breakfast right away we would just push that back as you know as long as you want into the morning we started off with maybe two or three hours and then we built up to like five or six hours after we woke up and then that allows us to eat more later into the day we haven't wasted our um calorie kind of amount during the during the morning yeah we haven't spent our calories early so yeah 
So, I mean, if you're struggling, so say you do, you know, one of them online calculators and you see your number, then the number of calories that you're supposed to eat, and then you go and have your next breakfast, and then you're like, oh, fuck's sake, you know, I'm going to really struggle to get to this. I'm going to struggle. Yeah, say that was 600 calories, and you've maybe only a thousand left. Yeah, yeah, so then you're going to be thinking about it all day, and the more you think about it, the more you are hungry. Um, So this is just a, a way that we used to make sure that we were allowed to eat more later in the day, so it everyone's different but we wanted to eat more in the evenings and have our treats and you know have a few drinks and we were actually allowed to do that and still lose weight by not having breakfast yeah so it allowed us to meet our calorie deficit numbers so say my calorie deficit number is 1500 instead of taking 500 of those calories and having them on a big brekkie at eight o'clock in the morning and then being starving still come one o'clock i and grant wake up and we push our first food back until, I don't know, about six hours after we wake up. So depending on how early we wake up, it could be 11, it could be 1. We're not strict on that. When mm. we're really hungry, we just eat. Like, don't get me yeah, wrong. But it's, it's, the, quite, it's quite easy because you yeah. say you wake up at, you know, half five. We, we were waking up at half five in Sydney. You get to the gym at six, work out till seven, quarter past seven. Get home, get changed, get the, you know, train into work. You're in work at nine and then you get your coffee. Coffee really helps, actually. And then by 10 or 11 o'clock, you're already up by five or six hours. Yeah, 11 o'clock then, that's six hours, and then you might have but something. That's, that's one thing that really, really helped, is a black coffee during that fasting time. Yeah, but the, you know, pushing those calories back means then that instead of having those 500 calories at, you know, 7 a.m., I can have them as a big lunch then at 12 and then keep that 500 calories from breakfast, maybe for a mid-afternoon snack, or more so for a snack after dinner, or a bigger dinner. Now, anyone else could do the exact same thing, and also have their brekkie, but that may mean then those total calories for that person are not in a calorie deficit, they're either at maintenance or in a surplus, but it's hard to meet a calorie deficit calories at times. Like you do have to reduce your calories. So I would rather cut out the food really early on when I'm not that hungry and have it when I'm really craving food later on in the night and have it as my snack. But if I have both and I'm greedy and I want both some days, look, that day you just may not be in a calorie deficit. So we would rather not have food first thing in the morning. Now, as Grant was saying there, you kind of have to train yourself to get good at this. So what we suggest, what we did was starting with two or three hours. Don't, you know, what you train your body to do over time, it gets very good at adapting to becoming very good at that. So over time, it's really hungry. If you wake up and you have brekkie, first thing, as my dad, every single morning wakes up and has his porridge the moment he walks into that kitchen. Like, doesn't <laughs> he? Every single day you hear that wee microwave go beep, beep. Um, nah, it's a habit. It's a habit and your body is craving for it because it knows it's coming. Now, so it's going to be hard at the start. So you start to have to push food back by an hour, two hours. I remember when we got my sister into doing it, <laughs> she would get like two or three hours and text us going, I'm dying, help. And I was like, look, you know, just keep at it. Your body will get used to it. So what will help in that time is water, lots and lots of water, and two, a black coffee. Now, the two of us hated coffee before we started intermittent fasting, didn't we? Like, we didn't eat, never drink coffee. Yeah, never drank coffee, but and at start, I was basically used it as a source of caffeine. You know, just keep me going, get the energy levels up. 
then I actually started liking it. But that really, really, really helps during your fasting. And you'll you'll not know unless you've done it, but there's a huge like uh, drive and focus when you're doing it. When I was in work and I was fasting, you know, I was up from half five and then I got to half nine, ten, had a coffee. I was flying. I got most of my work done by lunchtime and I did nothing in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, it has to be black it, coffee though. If you have milk in it, that essentially is calories, which is breaking the fast. Now, if you're not going to be that strict about it, it's fine. Yeah. But technically, if you're doing intermittent fasting, it's meant to be a black coffee. It's a black coffee. But, but anyway, you put your little protein drops I put in, in like my flavor drops, drops, yeah, because black coffee can be hard if you're not used to it. So you can add in like toffee flavor drops to your black coffee and it makes it unreal. And then whenever I do have my black coffee in the morning, once I get into work, when I used to work, that was my most productive time. Um, anything I needed to do and work hard or something that I didn't want to do, I always put it to the top of my priority list because I was most focused in the morning from 9 till 12-ish. And yeah, I definitely have a black coffee, sometimes too. And I remember getting a few messages from people saying, Eve, how do you do it and work like if you have a 10 o'clock meeting or 12 o'clock meeting are you not starving it does take time to build it up so definitely do you have something when you are really hungry but no also that time is when you are really focused and I can actually do really well in meetings and do my work really productively in that time so don't give up on it you know build your time up build your hours up and your body will get used to it yeah just go like half an hour start with two hours start with two and a half and three hours and you'll you will get used to it Hi, there's, there's one thing that um, it's kind of off on a tangent, but one thing that helped me like be motivated to do the intermittent fasting was like if you look back in time and like the best kind of age of humanity, right? Like best looking age of me, and I'm ba- I'm basing this on movies and stuff, right? <laughs> three hundred, um, yeah, three hundred. But look, if you look at like ancient Greeks and uh, you know Romans and all, and according to the movies, they were all ripped as shit. Um, but what they did, what did they do during the day? They went out in the morning, they went out, hunted, uh, foraged for food, and spent all day. They basically weren't going to eat that night unless they went and either, you know, killed an animal or found food. So they didn't eat breakfast and, you know, they, and then at nighttime they did not hold back on their, on their feast, but it obviously worked for them. I think that breakfast is a real modern day thing. And it's being commercialized by uh, you know breakfast cereal companies and as you're growing up I know I grew up I had my Weetabix every single morning so then my body was used to that so then the thought of not having breakfast is absolutely absurd it's like what I'm not gonna have breakfast do you remember we used to tell people we were doing intermittent fasting and they said what you don't eat breakfast what's wrong with you we're like uh, we do eat breakfast we love breakfast well to be fair I love my Weetabix but I'll just have it at lunchtime instead yeah <laughs> Um, like I love my poached eggs it's like literally bracky food is my favourite food but we just have it later or have it at a different time you do not have to eat first thing when you wake up it's a myth yeah yeah in saying that obviously there's days you'll wake up maybe if you're hungover as well you'll need food right then but then just be aware of then how that affects your calorie deficit across the whole day so that's kind of why we use it and how we use it but there are negatives as well to it so they were all of our positives you know we use it because we like to eat bigger portions of food in the evening have snacks after but we're still meeting our calorie deficit there are negatives by using it as well not using it it's just a way that we live our life it's a way that we eat our food but 
the negative being don't look at it in a sense that hey i'm doing intermittent fasting now it's like a magic fat loss pill that you're going to <laughs> consume it's not it is literally having your food later in the day that is it don't think that by fasting for six hours in the morning you're automatically going to lose lots of body fat that is not correct because what could end up happening is if you think that you're going to say hey i fasted for this time it's now one o'clock i can eat everything i want the rest Mm -hmm. of the day it's so detrimental for like your mental health as well it's really you have to be very careful when you go into something like this um restrictive on eating it Um, can yeah yeah it can create a real it can create a really bad relationship with food because um you have to be careful with it because if you're not eating for you know six hours and then as you just said go and eat whatever you want once you eat that then it opens the floodgates and you're just like okay well i can eat more after that and more after that we have done that before like don't get me wrong i think we're so much better at now but see at the start yeah yeah. most of the time we're really really good but then the odd day i would just say frigate i want to eat it but i think that's just around that's not that wasn't necessarily intermittent fasting that was just around binge eating as well Mm. like there's a whole well yeah so you have to be very careful especially girls out there who might be listening to this who might have had like i did and i've talked about before negative um relationship with food and maybe anorexia or anything like that look i would not massively promote that you just jump into this think of it really carefully if this is something that you're confident and you feel comfortable to do um Mm. as as we said at the start we're not qualified nutritionists we're not here giving health advice we're not you know saying that we are we're just giving you what worked for us and it doesn't work for everybody because it can be quite addictive and you know you've hit that time and also I, one thing I did notice is when we're doing this you know if you're saying no I cannot eat until one o'clock but say your best friend is having a breakfast brunch or brekkie or your sister wants to meet you your mommy bottomless brunch you know, I'm not gonna not drink bottomless brunch it's like a trail in your fasting period and you're like no I'm not going to that because I'm fasting look there's a time and place for saying yes and no to things there's many occasions you should not give up because of this. Just reduce your calories in other ways throughout the day. So just don't become too obsessive over it. The the ultimate, as we said at the very, very start, this is just a method. The total calories across the day is the solution, your calorie deficit. So if you had a little bit more at brekkie time than you were maybe wanting to, just have a little bit less in the evening time. Or maybe that day you're just going to have not a calorie deficit day. Maybe that's just a day you're just going to enjoy your food and not overthink about it and track again the next day. That's fine too. Don't get too caught up in it. It's the long term and it's consistently doing it is what will get you the results. Yeah, and that's what as you said, like, I mean, it is our focus here on this episode isn't intermittent fasting, even though, you know, it may say it in the title. I'm not sure, but... Uh, it's calorie deficit that's the big thing we're trying to drive here and don't get too caught up in your whole um you know macros your proteins carbs fats honestly the only thing i can tell you right now i'm making i'm making progress right now in lockdown and the only things i'm tracking are overall calories and protein that's it the carbs and fats will fall in there somewhere if i eat enough protein i know i'm not really going to be too hungry after that um i'll usually just eat protein for lunch and you know some carbs obviously but then i'm not that hungry and i'll eat whatever i want for uh, dinner if then i hit my protein 
I can have kind of whatever else. Yeah, <laughs> the two main things are your total calorie amount and then hitting your protein. The remaining calories will then be made up of carbs and fats. And people stress out so much and say to me, well, what's the breakdown of those? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just allow it for whatever foods you want to enjoy. And after that, it's just making sure you hit your total calories across the day or the week. Yeah. Don't get too strict on it. If you're hitting your protein, and I've said to people before, yep, that's your target of protein, say, you know, 160 grams or something for, for me. Um, if you're eating that much protein, then you're not really going to be that hungry, that too too much hungry after that. So you're not really going to fit in too much else. Yeah. I mean, some days, believe me, I am. But And that's just our overall like approach to nutrition. Our overall approach is day-to-day right now is just maintaining what we have. Um, and the main driver for fat loss is your nutrition, honestly. Don't look at us working out every day and thinking they look like that because they work out every day. Your main driver for improvement in body physique is nutrition figuring out your calorie deficit or your calorie maintenance or your calorie surplus if you're wanting to gain a bit of muscle then to look even better is by adding in those workouts yeah abs are made in the kitchen eh? yeah and i i yeah i don't do any abs i don't train abs yeah well you did for a good while when you're going on holiday for a while yeah just to really like sharpen things but But that's that's, no like you don't need to and the main thing as well when you were just saying about total calories and making sure you at least try and hit your protein goal is see if you make sure you hit your protein and a lot of your calories are made up of protein your muscles will repair and grow back stronger after those workouts that you're doing you'll body will look less fluffy you know that like skinny fluffy look <laughs> that a lot of us I definitely was for years I never looked muscly um even though I was probably eating hardly anything um I was had that like skinny fat look which was like not much muscle but for you to avoid that if you're working out if you hit your protein you're going to look a lot stronger you're going to rebuild your muscles you're going to get them stronger and you're going to look a lot leaner the higher protein that you do have so hit the calorie goals and hit your protein um and then after that just enjoy your food like though just i would say after that don't really overthink carbs and fats because it's just too complicated and you won't stick to it and you'll you'll drive yourself mad trying to make it each day so um that's kind of even if we're to track that's all we would do really isn't it and then yeah it's more so than trying to do that during the week. Then at the weekend, we we try and get our good protein in every weekend, Saturday and Sunday. But we do relax a lot more at the weekend. Yeah. So what? Like you'll be you'd be surprised once you start tracking. If you haven't started tracking yet, you'd be surprised how much carbs and calories are in alcohol. Um, depending on what you're drinking. But if well, I'll just tell you what I did at the weekend in Sydney. Anyway, I knew I was going out for the day, and I wouldn't be, mm. you know getting too much well that's just one of the questions actually that we were asked so we may as well answer that so one of the questions was you know how do you guys maintain your nutrition and look good but also go out and drink and party so we do want to address that we will have a full episode on around this but i guess in a kind of brief yeah and like how you kind of are we gonna drink a lot during the the episode probably um Lots of drinking on that episode, but no, this is just a question on it. So just, I guess, what was your main approach whenever uh, you'd be going out on Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, uh, yeah. okay. Well, I was just about to say that anyway. Um, I used to, 
hit the gym Saturday morning, but then come home and just get as much protein as I could in. Um, so I'd have maybe a protein shake. I'd eat all my, you know, chicken and eat my meat. And I would basically try and hit most of my protein for the day, the day's allowance of protein that morning. And then I could go out without even having to worry about what I was going to eat. I knew the rest of what I was doing that day, alcohol and chips everywhere, whatever. It was all going to be carbs and fat, whatever. But I didn't really care because I knew I'd done my workout and I hit my protein. And didn't really care about that, you know, total calories on a Saturday anyway. So that's the answer to that question. That's my approach anyway. I hit my protein before the yeah. white, and then I don't have to worry. I don't have to be like, oh, I'll only get that chicken salad. No, I'll get a burger, whatever. Yeah, no, the main things are, I'll always tell people is, you're, depends how strict you are. Depends how strict you are. If you're planning for a blooming fitness show, drink mm. shouldn't be included. <laughs> if you're planning for a holiday, if you Good really luck, are, yeah. yeah, we would never do that. Um, as Grant clinks his beer down. <laughs> I thought that was quiet. No, are you opening another one there? No, that's the that's second. The second one. Damn it. Um, sorry. What reason we're talking about nutrition and drinking? Appropriate. Um, so the main thing is, if you are even trying to be strict and lose body fat, and people would message me quite a lot saying, "Do you track your drinking?" I would say, no, we don't right now. But depending on how strict you are, if you have a holiday if you're really trying to be quite strict yes please do track your um alcohol intake because it actually does yeah it does include a lot of calories now that's why everyone will see me drinking their prosecco is because it's one of the lowest calories in wine the other drink i would always drink is gin obviously gin and gin life and i would have gym gym <laughs> i would have gin and slimline tonic I hate vodka soda, so yeah. you won't catch me drinking that. You, so you got to be careful. So the spirits are probably the best way, but you got to be careful what you're mixing it with. Yeah. So if you go full sugar tonic, then you're, you know, you're... Yeah, just be aware of the calories in your drinks. So what sort of calorie... So mix any sort of spirits are low calorie. Yeah, yeah like 60, 70 calories a measure. It's nothing, and there's like no carbs in them. Yeah, so you would mainly drink that and then light beer. Yeah, um, you can get like, now, nowadays it's really good. You can get all the low-carb beers and stuff. So when you are out, choose the lower-calorie drinks that you can. I love my Prosecco and my gin and Slimline. And then Grant would have a lot of uh, spirits, gin, whiskey as well. Sometimes he'll obviously have beers with the boys, but, you know, he has to be aware that if he's having that, he is not going to see results. Um yeah. Or too many but of like, them anyway. But in saying that, like you're gonna Saturday was our day, you know, we went out and it's not gonna be you're not gonna lose all your progress in one day. You know, go and enjoy yourself. if anyone took advice from us and then went out and said, Oh, I can't have that drink, that would go against everything what we're saying. We're saying you can make progress while enjoying yourself. Yeah. Um the thing that we found more so that affected our progress was the takeaway at the end of the night yeah so, or the morning after <laughs> yeah so that day though what i was saying was that that day make sure that you get your protein in first you get a full if you can work out that morning i would suggest doing weights training um if not at least get a good walk in get some steps in get your activity levels up and get your protein in then account for those calories that you're going to have later on in the drink now do choose low calorie options of the drink but you are going to have the calories in those drinks and they don't come out of protein calories so they'll obviously be your carbs and your fats so reduce carbs and fats earlier on in the day 
So just maybe have protein, a bit of salad, something low carb and fat during the day. Then at night, your calories are going to be made up of alcohol, probably chips, whatever your nachos or whatever you're having out in the evening, burgers, it's going to be a lot more carby and fatty. So I can't have those calories later on in the day. So you're looking at the full day, reduce your calories earlier on, and then the calories can be used later on in the evening with your drinks and any food you're having out. But then as you're saying, look, you're not going to use any normal day. You're not going to go out and have a kebab nine o'clock in the evening like that's just not normal not for us or most people anyway so please please try and remember a sober thought with a drunk mind please try and avoid the the taco fries or the kebab after it is nice to have but maybe instead of having a full cheeseburger and chips maybe just have the chips from mcdonald's or reduce it where you can (laughs) nuggets all right yeah protein that's what i said anyway we love our nuggets and mcdonald's nuggets every time every drunken night like no i'm getting my protein chicken nuggets 20 between us every time um or 20 each so actually that's so true it's not it's the after it's the evening but it's mainly the day after it's the day after where you want to eat everything and geez we do it blooming way too often we shouldn't do it as much but we learn that you know we try and do it as little as we can but what we've learned to try and do is the day after drinking is if you wake up and as I always say on my Instagram is a hangover is just a state of mind wake up get on the bike get out to the gym go on the walk whatever it is you're about to do and do it before your hungover mind can tell you no because then you're exercising you're blowing the cobwebs away you're getting the hangover out of you and you're sweating all the gin out of you see when you do that workout right enough even though your head is banging at the start towards the end we're always like here actually don't feel that now sometimes you're broken in the toilets (laughs) we both have definitely done that but majority of the time you feel better after doing it yeah yeah there's times you find me like just in the corner of the gym lying on the ground staring at the roof (laughs) <laughs> you're right there going no 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 sweats no i did try but no. but no most of the time that is not the case and you leave the gym going right i didn't just sit and order five mcdonald's to the bed right. i got up i worked out i am now in a better place I'm mentally for a walk yeah but you're in a better place mentally and you're like right i'm out of the house that's the best thing open the curtains get out of the dungeon open the open the windows go for a walk and you'll feel better mentally and then you probably won't want to make as bad of choices food and nutrition as you would have if you just lay on a bed and and like i'm not like seriously i'm not preaching to anybody because the amount of times i've sent grant to the shop because i can't face looking at the outside world (laughs) to get me how many sausage sandwiches um mcdonald's five times over so <laughs> i'm not saying i'm perfect i'm definitely definitely not and grant yeah. isn't either yeah but look we've just you know we gone through everything it. that kind of we've done and um that works for us and if you can take anything if anyone can take anything from that then great yeah and one other thing quickly one of the other questions that were asked there were a lot of questions asked so sorry i can't answer them all but these are the two most popular ones was how much of a calorie deficit do you go into every day so without going into massive detail if you say for example you have i've said for example my maintenance is 1800 and that's how many calories 1800 calories that i would burn 
over across the day, including exercise and activity, I would then say, okay, I'm going to moderately reduce that down to about 1500. So that's about 1300 calorie deficit reduction. So 200 to 300 less than my maintenance is what I like to do. Now, when I'm going on a holiday or something that I'm trying to cut for quite quickly, I don't really like being in the calorie deficit strict for too long. So I try and cut quite drastically for a short period of time. So I have gone into like a 500 calorie deficit before, but I could only do that for like two weeks. Yeah, even that. like It's hard. I know gone too much, you know, too much in the deficit um affects your you know mental capacity if you know you're so tired all the time you're exhausted you just got to find that balance where you're not too exhausted and also losing fat that's why you can't can't do it for too long of a period if you're doing 500 calories deficit um i wouldn't allow myself to be in that for too long because your body needs food for the fuel to exercise to work out to move to be with your friends to be your family so about two three hundred is nice number um if you're in a deficit uh, but if you're going hard 500 but only for two three maybe three weeks maximum for maybe a holiday or whatever so there you go and we just as grant said we just want to get across to people that you know that's our method and we love using intermittent fasting just to push our food back later in the day honestly i don't even look at it as intermittent fasting anymore i just look at it as i'm eating at about 12 o'clock one o'clock like i do not overthink it some mornings when i'm hungover i grab a bloody 10 pieces of toast when i wake up so it doesn't you don't have to stick to it every day but i mean once you get into a routine of it it massively helps because that's just the norm it's if you break it twice a week those other five days you will look at it as a chore you'll think ugh, back to like monday to friday not eating till this time just make it a normal and then that's just the way your lifestyle is and i don't even think of it as a diet as we started the episode we don't like diets it's a lifestyle it's not a diet and it works for us and maybe it'll work for you maybe not but um yeah yeah so summary calorie deficit that's it <laughs> figure out your calorie deficit if you do, if you still don't know what it is just reach out to us well yeah send us a message and we can even help you like directly how to figure it out as well i love messaging people back and helping them on their way to you know finding out what their calorie amount should be so there we go episode five complete as we always do cheers mm-hmm. cheers and next week's episode is going to be on our favorite thing weight training weight training weight training weight training why you need to do it if your goal is fat loss and if you aren't doing it already you need to start i wish i'd started sooner um all the benefits of it physical obviously but more so mentally as well and how to start where to start for beginners intermediate you know experts i don't think i'd call myself for you an expert yet but some people might look at us and think that but we mm-hmm. don't we're still learning every day i'm still tweaking things yeah yeah absolutely so it's basically what i do every single day i never do cardio really so <laughs> this is the focus and we'll uh, we'll go into more detail on what we actually do and how it'll help you yeah how you know where to start how to structure things and so we hope you'll tune in for that. I think there's a lot of 
great information that we're going to give out there. I think a lot of people will learn a lot from that episode. I hope you learned a lot from this episode too. This is probably the first thing you need to learn first is your nutrition. Get that dialed in and then focus on weight training. That's why we did this one first. We want you to learn that, make that your focus. And then secondarily, start your weight training and start focusing on that. So thank you. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, and on that note, we're going off to eat some chicken. Yeah, all this talk's got me hungry. I know. Grunt has two packets of the full feed that I'm going to have. I'm going to have, obviously only have one packet of Chinese chicken, but Grunt's having two packets. Because <laughs> I've saved my calories during the day. Yeah, save your calories <laughs> and we can have them now. So thank you everybody for listening. Um, if you can, please share on instagram stories if this helped you you think anyone else would benefit from hearing this learn something about how to approach their nutrition and figuring out their calories that would be great and comment on our itunes and give us a wee rating on itunes that would be great that will help promote our podcast even further awesome okay cheers guys thank you see you next week Thanks for tuning in, guys. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to keep up to date with our day-to-day lifestyle and fitness videos, check us out on Instagram. On Instagram, it's all one word, gym and gym life. And I'll tag it in the episode notes below. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. Chat soon. soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.